What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, this is the last episode of the year. Um, kind of sad days, but um, it's good days because we're going to come back and bring you some of the best interviews that we can find January 1st, 2023. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I don't really know what the first Thursday is in January, but um, yeah, whatever that date is, that's going to be the first episode. Um, but long story short, um, everybody's been asking me, well, one, what's going on in my life? Two, um, who am I? And what's my background? Like, why, why doesn't somebody just interview me and get to know me? And so I bring my wife on, Casey Kroom, to tell me or ask me a bit of questions on who I am, what I'm doing, what's going on in life, why I'm quitting cycling, why I'm trying sailing, um, and what's going on. So we, we literally dive into all the nitty gritty. Um, some feelings will be hurt in this podcast probably. Uh, but guess what? I really don't give a fuck. I'm pretty stoked on it and things are going pretty well. And I think, uh, yeah, it's all, all for the good. And so anyways, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to this week's sponsors. And first, back for another episode is function wear guys if you're looking for that next neck tube or that headgear or that nice bandana go to functionwear.com they're out of denver colorado so they make some of the best neck tubes that you can get for skiing the ski season's right around the corner and if you're doing the fat biking if you're doing all the other stuff you're going to want to cover that face and keep the whiskers cold uh, the mustache and the nosies and the the mouthies and so yeah get function wear go to functionwear.com and uh, check them out. Let them know, let them know that Out of Collective sent you. Also, back for another episode is Rumple, guys. If you don't have a Rumple blanket yet, please make sure you go check out Rumple.com and get yourself a Rumple blanket. I use it in my van. Just sold my van. Sad days. Um, definitely not giving them the Rumple in the van. I'm gonna keep that and take that with me. Uh, but be sure to go check out Rumple.com. You can also get towels and other cool products that they have that you can travel with. But um, Finally, uh, Woodchuck Hard Cider is back for another episode. Guys, that's my go-to cider. When I'm not drinking Sierra Nevada, I'm drinking Woodchuck Hard Cider. That's some of the best hard cider you can get your hands on, and uh, I think it's out of Vermont. So be sure to go check them out. That's woodchuckhardcider.com. We'll put a link down in the description below. And, uh, yeah, you can keep living your fall life and your best life drinking Woodchuck Hard Cider. So be sure to go check them out. Other than that, guys, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the new year, but enjoy this episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm Casey Kroom. And what do you say next? Yeah, no, you were, you were close. So it's okay. what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. Sorry, Out of Collective. I'm John Kroom. And uh, we're sitting here with my wife. Yeah. And he's like basically a professional at podcasting. Yeah, she's a pro at podcasting. She she knows my entire intro because she's heard me say it. So the thing is about having a significant other when you do these kind of things, like with media, um, they make fun of you because that's not who you actually are. No, so John it's... never sounds like that. John never comes in the house like, what's going on, Casey? 
<laughs> yeah. From the grocery store. I don't, I don't think I'm usually that excited. No. Yeah. And it's so your, it's your TV voice for sure. TV voice. Yeah. That's what she calls it. Like I've ever been on TV, but <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Um, yeah, no, we're bringing, we're bringing the wife into the mix today because uh, we're going to flip the script. She's going to interview me. We're going to talk about why I'm quitting cycling and why I have quit cycling, actually. Um, I'm going to get the tea. Yeah, the tea. Kind of what what's going on in life without telling too much about what's going on in life. And then, um, yeah, we're just going to kind of talk and see where it goes, I guess, at this point, right? And so yeah. I think this is where you this is where you take it away. Like, the, So okay, that's okay. usually, that's All the right. part, that's the part after the intro that you miss is like you introduce the guest. Oh. And that's what usually starts the conversation. Like, it okay, just starts okay, wait, flowing. I can introduce you. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, today on the podcast, we have a multi-faceted athlete. Um, faceted, okay. Yeah, like multi-faceted, like many facets. Um, anyways, he's really he's a national champion, um, world, uh, national record holder. This is a, mm-hmm. actually a test to see how much I know about you. Yeah. Um, he has been in the sport for a long time and now he's transitioned to a new sport and um he has a really really cool podcast mm. and... you're just stroking my ego at this point let's just dive into it but that's how you would introduce you yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't have gone that long like i would have been okay, like, okay okay all right all right you're right like that that part of the pot that part is like in the intro intro like they've already heard yeah. this part my bad okay i'm yeah. not as good as i am chalking myself up to be no, okay anyway john what what's going on in your life tell us about who is john Kroom. who is john Kroom? um who is john Kroom? um i yes i am an eight-time national champion i am a national record holder um yeah no i i got into cycling because um yeah i i liked riding bikes and i had nothing else to do and I was riding my bike around town and then one thing led to another I worked in a bike shop and was weighed 300 pounds or whatever. And I wanted to race bikes and people told me I was too big. So I lost a little bit of weight Then I started racing, I had a lot of fun racing. And then I started winning national championships. Then I got to move to Colorado Springs and then I got to, you married um, like a beautiful wife somewhere. In there. Then I, then I, yeah. Then I married my beautiful wife, had her come to Colorado Springs with me and, uh, yeah. And then um I started to hate cycling. Mm. Yeah, this Tell is the part of the, this is the part of the podcast. Well, um how long like when did you start to hate cycling? Probably 2020. Which is weird cuz I don't think I even told you this part. I don't think I've even told you this. Probably not. I would have I would have given you a different answer than 2020, but okay. What would you have said? I would have said 2019. Oh, wow. Because in 2020 is when you started mountain biking and you were like, I love cycling again. Uh, yeah, 2019 was tough um, near the end. Like it was actually really good. It's like that's when I started getting the opportunities to race for the national team. Like I started to get slotted in and sure. I was racing. But then that's also the time we found out we weren't going to the Olympics. And then... Fair. Um, then I broke my collarbone, you know, I didn't have a team and I didn't have anything going on. I broke my collarbone and 
then I started a team. I don't think I really hated cycling then. It was just a tough spot. Like it was a yeah, tough okay. spot. Fair. It was a it was a tough spot to be in. And then um I had some run-ins with a coach that I don't know how to go into on a podcast because it's pretty heavy and it, it won't Should go. Should I blast well. him? No, you shouldn't blast. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I won't. <laughs> but but we we uh yeah we had a fallen out and we realized that we probably were just too close more than anything which is it's kind of a cool thing because like we're like we're, i would i would say we're pretty good friends now um yeah. i don't i, I would That's think fair. you would say the same and so um but that that was a dark space for me but i think leading into that i was hating cycling and it was like i bounced back from the collarbone i started this new team and then COVID hit and then yeah, I just didn't even want to race. I didn't really want to do anything. I liked riding, but I didn't really like anything else. And it was really hard, like coming home to you and <laughs> seeing, yeah, pause. Um, no, but it was really we'll hard. Yeah, no, it was really hard coming home to you. And like, um, you were just like hanging out, drinking. Oh my and, gosh, I lived my best life. Yeah, you were living your best life. And and I was still training like full gas. It was like the whole world around me had stopped to enjoy what's going on because they didn't know if they ever would be able to. And I was still trying to grasp this false hope of a dream that was never going to happen again. And then, yeah, yeah. then, you know, that that happened. I had that falling out with a coach and I got reconnected with another coach which like yeah it was great in the beginning but uh it was like a whole yeah you were like stoked about it you had like a new energy about you yeah i had a new energy it was like it was next level uh i thought he was a great guy and um i thought he cared um and 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 put a lot of energy into into it and and yeah we we worked together probably all the way to what would this be? I guess, I guess it would have been until April of this year, but, um, in theory though, we actually only worked together until my last Madison national championship. Cause I felt like that's when he checked out. Yeah. Um, but which was like a year ago. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I was training like 25 hour weeks, like big volume. And, uh, yeah, but I was just stoked on it. Like I was stoked on cycling, but I was, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I, I think I, I think I still hated cycling. Like yeah, I hated, I didn't, I really was just going with the motions. And back in the day, I would just like, I loved training. Like I loved. Yeah. I would say that you still like really loved the process and you were like, you loved racing more than you liked training, which in cycling if you love racing more than you love training or rather i guess if you don't enjoy training you're gonna have to struggle <laughs> well it's say. different it's different what strokes for different folks no i wouldn't say that like oh, there okay. are some yeah. people that cannot train and literally like race to fitness and mm. i wasn't that That's guy fair. yeah i wasn't that kind of guy i because I, I didn't trust that i was going to get any more fit and so yeah, yeah long story short um i don't even know where i was going with that but long story short like i'm asking who you were and you're telling me the story of like oh yeah yeah, yeah. but like I, I didn't 
I didn't really love the process and okay, anymore. And I was just going with the motions, like almost to a point where it was like I had 20 hours a week okay. and I would fuck a day off and like not train. And then I would just double it the next day to make sure right. I had 20 hours a week. Like there was no method to my madness. And honestly, that was encouraged by the coach, oddly enough. And so looking yeah, it back was like on the total number, like was what mattered. Yeah, like I could I could literally just go off and ride endurance like or low level intensity and that was enough. And like mm -hmm. the coach valued that more than me getting quality in like 10 hours short, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. And so it was it was a bit odd, but then all of a sudden I started winning like in that next season in 2021. Um I started winning a lot. You know, I won five national titles that year. And I realized that I liked winning yeah. like that. That's a lot of fun. Um, but then I just started getting jerked around like from team USA. I felt like I was a bit flicked. Um, I was given a lot of opportunity, but also in weird ways. Like, you know, the, if you've seen the classic little documentary that we put together with a team of, me getting a text message from a USA cycling higher up that was pretty much like, yeah, if you want to go to Cali, like you got to do it yourself. Um, yeah. or like you could start a trade. Like no team. one's stopping you to, yeah. 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 And like no own. one's, no one's stopping me. And you remember me getting that text. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That fucking set me off. And I think it was right before the, well, it was race. right after. Oh, I thought it was right after nationals. Um, maybe it was like when you had like done basically team usa kind of set these like hoops right and you jump through all of them like they said you know you have to be multi-discipline whatever 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 they said you know what i mean they said yeah. you jump through all of them you would like just either finish or were in the process of jumping through like the last hoop that they were like like this is it and then we'll like give you a go and then you got the text i was like no one's stopping you like, yeah okay. and then then i then i was like okay maybe you're right and like I actually really respect this guy, and still to do to this day, like same, yeah. I have I have no bad blood with this guy, you know. Maybe maybe I'm just a nice guy, um, in this sense. But long story <laughs> short, like I I took it to I didn't take it as an offense kind of thing. I didn't take it. I, I mean, yeah, was I a little offended for sure? Like you remember, I was a bit heated, but yeah. But I, I I used it. I used it, I used the energy well. I think, and so. So then I just started finding my friends and being like, Hey, you got fucked and you got flicked and you want to start a team together. And like, we kind of came together and like started this band of misfits. And, uh, I was kind of applauded for doing so until it started to affect people negatively, yeah. you know, and you're smiling over there. Cause you're like, Oh shit. What, like what rabbit hole is he about to go down? And I, I am, mean, fuck it. I'm going to open up. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, <laughs> I'm cool with it. You you do what you want to do. I'm like, yeah. I'm Switzerland right now. I've been heated with you, but I'm your interviewer. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. Then we win Madison Nationals, mm -hmm. and then this coach, um, yeah, pretty. And I think people can do the math to who this guy is. Like you don't have to. And I'm not even going to mention his name because it's not even worth it. Like worth mentioning. Like that's fair. I, I'm not going to give him the platform of the time of day, but long story short, he, you know, he lied 
a lot, told us what we wanted to hear on the phone and then couldn't say it to our faces. And so to me, I think he's a big joke. And honestly, yeah, I think I like, I mean, fuck straight up. Like I think he couldn't, he wouldn't know what high performance was if it hit him in the face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I that's don't fair. feel bad. I mean, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> like what, what's it going to do? Is he going to backlash me? He's not going to start me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. Like, I, I mean, here, like, you know, it's, I think that you just get so you like, I do too. Like you just, when you're in it with like governing bodies. And I feel like this is the way a lot, across a lot of sports. Like well, you're the one who it, brought up a governing body. We weren't talking about governing bodies. We were just talking about a coach. When you're in it with governing bodies, <laughs> yeah, like you have to play their game and like your little, little you puppet and like, you do, you have to, like, there is, there is a fine line. There is a, there is a fine line of, of like kissing the ring and, and doing the right things. And then also being a good athlete. Like I don't, I don't disagree that like you have to, it's not all about kissing the ring. It's not like, Oh yeah. Like, like all those guys that are there aren't because they kiss the ring. Like, right. No, for sure. They they're good athletes. Like the people that are in the space that they're in the athletes that they're in the space that they're in, they want the same thing I wanted period. Like when you have 10 guys who all want the same thing, like you pick the best athletes and then when they're all pretty much equal and you line them up, then you're going to pick the guys that you like, you know what I mean? Like it's like that work best in the team and maybe, Hey, I'll, I'll take that on my chin. Maybe I wasn't the best for the team. Maybe, maybe I wasn't the best fit for a team mold. I don't know. Um, but anyways, this, this yeah. guy who doesn't know what high performance is, if it hit him in the face, um, he, he said some things about me to another athlete um, that he couldn't take back um, and claims he, he still to this day claims he hasn't said it, but with the amount of lying that he's done to me, I, I think he's full of shit. And uh the comment was, uh, I'm trying to push John Croom and one other athlete out of the sport. Um, and honestly, I'm shocked he hasn't fired me yet from ignoring him. And so he was ignoring me and and I wasn't paying this coach for his time. And so I just didn't want to bother him because I knew he stretched thin. Um, but he was just giving well, because me. Because that was the original deal, right? For like... sure. For sure. And he was just giving me this like wishy-washy training. And I even told you that I felt like he was ignoring me all of a sudden and I don't know what yeah. I did. And, and, uh, and I'm and all yeah. like, no, don't even worry about it. You yeah. Don't stress. <laughs> don't stress. And then I had this like complete mental breakdown in, uh, in Belgium. And the funny thing is, is like three months before this, I got a phone call about what it would take for me to switch sports to sailing. And I was like, well, fuck, I know absolutely nothing about sailing. And, I wouldn't even know where to start and what that looks like. And they explained to me the position and what it was looking like. And, and honestly with my PTSD of just cycling, and I don't know if it's really fair for me to use that term, but it's the best. Yeah. Term just that how I can you've been burned of. in the past. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like my, my experiences with cycling, like I, it sounded too good to be true. Like it was, it was something that, I couldn't really figure out. And then all of a sudden I started having other, well, it was also come. like really vague at first too. It was like, Hey, they're trying, but it thing. wasn't, like, you but it wasn't that it. vague. They, they, they kind of like, here's this thing. Yeah. You should do it. And it was like, well, what are the demands? Well, we don't know. Well, what do you want from me? Well, this is what we want. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, some of that's not possible. Like some of the numbers that you're mentioning and I'm, 
like I don't want to say it over the thing because it's a uh, it's a little bit private, top but top secret. Um, which we'll dive into that, but but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's um, it, anyways, like it was this like thing, like you know, do this, do that, and it, it honestly just like it seemed too simple to be a thing. Yeah, like it just it just seemed too simple, and uh, yeah, I pretty much told him to fuck off in the beginning because it was a cycling coach that I was pretty comfortable with. And, uh, and then I had another cycling coach that called me about it. And then I had another one. And then finally I just told, and this is about March timeframe at this point. And then finally I just told them, I was like, I want to talk to somebody from the sailing team. And then yeah. the sailing team called me and I pretty much was a bit standoffish with him, but that was like two weeks before I left for Belgium. I was gonna say this is like parallel to yeah. what was going on when you were yeah. told basically you were getting kicked out of the, or pushed out of the sport. Yeah, and it's crazy, and it's like because then I leave for Belgium, and after mm-hmm. I pretty much told this guy to fuck off, who is actually probably a really good friend of mine now. Um, I get to Belgium. This all happens in Belgium. The guy, the coach, is a complete prick in Belgium, by the way. Like he's, you know he's standoffish thinks he knows everything he's fucking gaudy and fucking you know best thing that's you know best coach that's ever been yeah and uh and but yeah not even giving you know us the time of day um we're there on our own dime and we're we're there because we want to be there we're there because we want to be better um you know honestly like my goal as an athlete and always as an athlete was to be the best athlete I could be to my coach and my team. Um, my coach, my coaches that I've had in my entire career, I had always felt like they invested a ton of time in me teaching me and um, they, they sacrificed a lot of their time for me to be in the position that I'm in. And so I never wanted to let a coach down in training or in, um, in effort or in racing. And so um, in by effort, that also meant putting myself out there, whether that meant flying myself to races financially, like putting myself out there financially, putting myself out there physically, like I did whatever it took. Yeah. Um, and the moment when I felt like I was getting mocked like that, I was crushed. Like yeah. I was like at that point I was, I was toast. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't even know this guy really well and I'm borderline in tears, like, cause I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I'm sitting in this hotel in Belgium and, uh, it's like, it's honestly like an hour after I found out about the news, but I actually just texted him. Like everybody's asleep. Like you're asleep because you're in the States. Yeah. Um, but he, this guy lives in the UK. And uh, we talked on the phone for about two hours. And uh, he was like, well, mate, like, would you just want to come to this camp? Like, no pressure. Like, we'll figure out a way for you to get there. Would you just come to this camp? Validate your numbers for us. Let's see what you got. And yeah, uh, it was smooth sailing ever since. I totally threw that in. Like, as a mm, Nice. As, yeah. It was a, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we jumped on the boat. The wind caught your sails, if you will. Oh yes, yes. And so yeah, I got there and 
met the coaches, met the staff. It was refreshing. It was new. At sailing camp, was, right? Yeah, at sailing camp. Like okay. at sailing camp, at band camp. At um, camp. Yeah, no, it was like they weren't full of shit. Um, they, and, but like I was really still standoffish at first. Like I was still nervous and um, didn't know what to think. And yeah, you, you get there and like everything they're saying is kind of coming to fruition and it like starts to open up your mind to like, Oh, this is a, this is a real thing. Like maybe I could really do this. And so then I left there to go to Milton. I went to Milton and I'm still kind of like my head space is all over the place. I'm running into this coach some more. This coach is trying to, eventually this coach just kind of fucked off. Like he just quit talking to me and whatever else. Like the he cycling coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This cycling okay. coach. Sorry. Yeah. So the Make cycling. Sure I know who I'm talking about. Well, because the cycling coach, I actually called him out, like when yeah. I left Belgium, and I called him out and I said, "Hey, did you say this?" And he claims he didn't say it, and um, and I was like, "Well, like, I just don't understand why an athlete. Like, what does that do for the athlete making that up? Like, it's not like the athlete. The athlete already had a spot. The athlete's yeah. looking fine. Um, and now the athlete's kind of gotten flicked outside of." the program and so that's a whole conversation for another day but yeah um yeah like it was it was one of those things where it was like okay um yeah now i'm gonna take a step back and i I even told him this i was like hey look like i'll take your word for it i still don't believe you just so you know i said that to him for it uh, no, I said, I said, look, I, I guess this is a good point. I didn't take his word for it. I was like, look, I hear you, but there we go. Yeah, I hear you, but I think you're full of shit. And I'm, I'm literally giving you the opportunity to tell me that you said it and we can let it go. Um, and he's like, look, man, like I swear I didn't say it. And he, the funny thing is, man, it's like, I've had conversations with this exact coach. Hold on. I've had conversations with this exact coach where he's bashed other athletes over the phone with me. Yeah, and and again, I'm not gonna blow a spot, and I'm not gonna put all his dirty laundry out there. Like I think he's gonna get what's coming for him in his own way. Like he like he's gonna end up getting himself in a corner with somebody and say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and it's gonna fuck him over. And I think time will do its course. Um, but yeah, that like when I when I ended that or whatever. Um, he kind of just quit talking to me. I went to Milton. I raced Milton. It didn't really go well. Uh, I was a little overweight. I was getting a bit heavier because um, depression was kicking in hard, and I, I liked maple cookies and beer. And um, <laughs> yeah, things got really dark. Um, yeah. Really dark. And and this and is why when brought, you were in Milton, yeah, in Milton, yeah. I think actually, I think it was it was it was more Belgium, but like it carried itself. Remember? I mean, it's Fair. like, yeah. Cause remember I kept being like, you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. Yeah. You were like, you shouldn't go. You should just come home and we should sit down. We should talk. Um, because there was also like, like our relationship was, was, was rocky because my mental space was scary. And, uh, like we, I, I'd never seen that John before you'd never seen that John before. And like, you were trying to figure out, is this the John that's quitting or is this the John that's just in a bad space? Or is this like, what John am I getting right now? 
and that's fair i like to think that i like have not always but like since i since you became like a professional athlete cyclist um i like to think that i tried to prepare myself for your retirement i knew that like you wouldn't retire super well but i don't think i was retiring well that's what i'm saying like i didn't Mm. anticipate it being like i always thought of it in terms of like you quit on your own terms, but you never actually really quit. Like I assumed you'd go, you'd go back to it a few times, right? Or like you'd well, figure something else out that you wanted to do. But like I didn't, I didn't anticipate you like feeling rejected at the end of your cycling career. It, it's not that I felt rejected; it's that I was rejected. Like I was. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, fucked. like those emotions that came with that, and the way that like. It was, it was almost like you were kind of like, it was all for nothing for a long time. And like, well, yeah, cause like, to hear, right. Like, yeah. Cause it, like, it felt like, it felt like some of the training I was doing was just for nothing. And right. some of the things I was doing was for nothing because he was putting no energy into my training. And so right. all the energy I was putting in to make sure that I was acing his training when in reality, like his training didn't matter. Because his training, it was just like his training was just checking a box. In reality, it wasn't trying to make me a better athlete. And like that to me is like the worst thing you can do as a coach. Like if you have no care to work with an athlete, be a fucking man. Actually, you know, be a human. Be a decent fucking human being and just say, hey, I don't want to work with you. Yeah, that's fair. And that's fine. I'll move on. But the fact that you you know, had your hands on my program for five months for something that I'm financially investing myself and my life into, um, whether I'm good or I'm bad. And people are going to listen to this and be like, well, you just weren't good enough. You know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. Like, um, and that was a hard, that was a hard pill to swallow, but I've never been good enough. That's what people don't understand. Like I've never been good enough, but the reason why, I was able to win is because I had the right people in my corner at the right time to push me the right way, to give me the right mindset to do the right things. And then I was able to win. And, um, yeah, I think to me, those last five months of my cycling career, like I had no control over. Um, and I put all my trust into my coach when my coach really could give two fucks whether or not I quit or whether or not I even existed. And that to me is, is shit. And honestly, I felt like, you know, a bit of him and I can't put words into his mouth, but a bit of him would have rather us just fuck off right then and there. Like he wanted us to quit. And, and and, it almost felt like the game that you play in like high school, middle school, it's like, you're not into someone like you've caught the ick at this point. And you're just like, but I don't want to be the bad guy here. Like I want you to like break up with me. Yeah. So I'm just going to be like real rude. And like I was fat in high school, so I never had that problem. Yeah, I yeah wasn't I, that was my, that, that was the move, man. You had to do that. You're just like, yeah. I don't want to be the one. So like, <laughs> I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to back you into a corner until you don't want to be with me. Yeah. And, and that's, that was that. And so long story short, went to Milton, then went to T-Town, had the same awful mindset until eventually like I had to talk to someone. I had to hire professional help and I had to like literally sit down with somebody and just talk and talk through it and have somebody, you know, non-biased just go, Hey man, it's okay to feel like this. And 
um, I think, I think anything from this is like, you know, life change can be hard and, and, you know, mentally and physically, and especially being an athlete and, 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 and kind of losing control is, is, is a hard thing. Um, and I think that's the reason why I have so much of, uh, so much, I guess not anger, but more or less, uh, actually fuck that. I got some anger. No, I have, I have some, you have some resentment. I have some anger towards, um, the organization and, and, uh, I think it's also grown since you've seen your friends get like fucked over. Yeah. Like at first, I don't think it was that bad. You were just like, Hey, it wasn't me. Like, I don't know. I feel like you could swallow that pill. Like it wasn't like, well, I was the guy, right. It's well, but, it's like, really funny. Like you play this game of like, am I upset because I didn't get selected or am I actually getting fucked? Like, that's a real thing that people think about. Like for sure. You know, there are people out there that get upset because they didn't get selected because they weren't good enough. Like they're not a like it's nobody's fault, but like they just weren't good enough. Like these guys got selected over you, boom, done, roasted. So yeah. yes, I I do I did get upset when I started to see that the best people and the best athletes in that discipline weren't getting selected. And, and like, yeah, that to me is pure sign of it like of of just bullshit i think it's yeah. just like the best way to put it and you know this this podcast is gonna put me in a corner and honestly like i probably you know you know will get emails and texts and whatever else and and honestly if you're if you're one of those people that's wanting to text me and email me right now about this and you're from that organization just go ahead and like try not to do that like that's a bad move <laughs> and because because i know they listen to the podcast and they, they've done it before and so it's like this this classic like hey let's reach out and figure out what's going on but like i've had these conversations before and i was very closed off about it and um now i feel like it's the best time to to kind of vent about it because you know long story short i have found I'm still trialing for this, this sailing position. I don't know if I've made the sailing team and, um, but yeah, this is, this is a new venture, a new experience. And, and honestly, it's a light uh, at the end of a tunnel that I didn't even know I was in. Like I am super stoked on it. Um, and so it's just a, it's a refreshing environment to be a part of. Um, and, and it, you feel it, like it, some of your like love for not cycling, but like the athletic piece of it. My love, my 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 want is back. Yeah. Like, um, and it's honestly, it's been really hard to kind of still try to get it back. Like, because I still deal with some closeted like anxieties of like, you know, phoning it in. I guess is the best way to put it is like um, because of my own insecurities. Um, but my want and desire to be the best has like slowly, slowly started coming back. And yeah, I think that's what's going on in life. Like that was a 30 minute synopsis of why I'm quitting cycling. I'm yeah. trying something new. I love sport. I love high performance. My team's still running. Yeah. Chaney Windows and Doors is going to be the best. Chaney Windows and Doors. 
it's going to be the best it's ever been. Um, and they got a chip on their shoulders, so that makes it even better. Literally, you know, you crash in a team pursuit, you literally have a fucking chip on your shoulder, Spencer. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's something special because like, honestly, through all of this negativity and through all of this, um, I guess just lack of support, like I've made some of the best friends and, um, I've met some of the best people and the hardest working people, um, in the sport and honestly the most passionate people in the sport. And they're all on chaining windows and doors, which is, and there's some, there's some that are dispersed out there that I would love to have a part of the program that are super passionate. And like Star Trek is definitely one of those programs that is like Grant Koontz, you know, is probably one of the best people you could have in your corner. But again, I could go down a, I could go down a list of naming people, but, um, but yeah, like I, I'm still doing that and like, that's really exciting. And so yeah, I know that was all over the place, but long story short, that's where I'm okay. at in life. You're making and my it, job easy today. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at in life. And so, nice. what what do you think so far? Being the host, it's pretty good. Oh, it's like, like I think, I think you kind of have it easy. Like, you just look at it, listen to people talk, right? Yeah, you just gotta hope they start talking. Uh, okay, if they don't, then you gotta like get out of them. Yeah. Um. Okay, what's the transition been like? Like, has it been super difficult, like athletically, physically, mentally? I mean, you talk about um, your mental piece of it. I think physically it's pretty similar. Um, mentally, I think it's a bit different because you're you're in a different sport, right? Like, yeah, so what's it like, like learning something new? Oh, uh, it's very hard. Um, <laughs> but but it's, it's really hard because you're working with the best in the world, mm-hmm. like the best sailors in the world, the best designers in the world, the best – I mean, all the way, all the way down to the chef, man, you're working with the best chef in the world, like just in at this organization that it's what's, what's so crazy about this organization. And honestly, like what put the nail in the coffin for cycling for me is that like you, you walk in and you realize that there's a program fighting for one thing and that's the America's cup. And the the chef is there because he thinks we can win the America's Cup. Yeah. Like if he thought that we couldn't win it, he'd go work for another team. He'd cook for yeah. another team. But he thinks, you know, he wants to win the America's Cup just as bad as we do. And that to me is something special that it's just like it's in the root and in the blood of every athlete. Like I, when I was going for the Olympics, like nobody really cared whether or not I was trying to win the olympics or whether or not i was trying to go to the olympics like if i went great if you win great but really it's yeah yeah yeah. but But like but like this the chef didn't even know who i was and he put all that faith into me yeah yeah. Yeah, he put all that faith into me and he didn't even know me and he put the faith in the team that they were going to find these athletes that you know don't know anything about sailing yeah like that to me is crazy like, and they, they just care. And I think another thing that's really great about this sport is that you're filled with a bunch of people that even with my dumb questions, like they will sit there for hours and hours and hours, just literally making it elementary for me. And like, like 
there's no dumb question and like nobody thinks less of me and maybe I frustrate them from time to time with certain things. And I'm more or less just saying that because they're human, but I would never know. Like I'm just assuming that they've had to have gotten frustrated or, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, literally yeah. that's just me assuming with all that your questions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me assuming that they're natural human beings. Like, yeah. but like I said, like, the transition has been made easy because of this team. Um, nothing about this transitions. Like I, the moment I walked through the door, I felt like a sailor and that's because the team made, made that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's special. That's cool. So, yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty neat. So, but anyways, that's that, that's the transition. Nice. What are you, most looking forward to for the future um hopefully winning the america's cup now i guess yeah um yeah i think that's that's what i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to growing as a not only as an athlete but as a human um and and yeah still trying to help out the sport that i love that i'm currently walking away from um so in the process of walking away, still hopefully, you know, giving back to that to the best of my ability. Um, yeah, yeah. And then also try to grow into a sport that I know nothing about and um, hopefully can do this for a long time and be a part of this for a long time. I still got to make it to February, which is when I find out whether or not, you know, I stay with American magic or not. And so that would be, you know, a dream come true and something super, super special. And, um, honestly, you know, you just got to give your best foot forward. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I look forward to the most. And, uh, yeah, I think seeing where, how that also all folds into our lives, you know, you and I, and, uh, because like I said, like when I started to hate cycling was when I started to realize how much fun you were having being a human. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, yeah that, that I know we kind of live this like parallel for so long. It'd be nice to like intersect. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be, it would be a bit nice um, to kind of bring that stuff together, but yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? Nice. Um, I'm really bad at this now. I'm going to ask you, do you think there's anything I left out? Should I ask you more questions? I don't think so. I mean, unless you want to ask okay. more questions, like, um, I'm trying to think of like what I can ask. Me, you know. No, I get, I don't want to get like, yeah, it's fine. Cool. All right. What? Like we can, we can dive into anything. I'm an open book. I think you're, no, I know. I, was just I think you're like, trying to like walk the skirts. You can ask me, I mean, I'm not going to mention names if I don't want to mention names. And honestly, if I don't sure. want to talk about it, I'll just tell you I don't want to talk about it. And we can cut it out and do whatever. Yeah, well, with it, the what I was thinking when I was, like, saying that is, like, so I'm obviously, like, I live this life with you. I know what's going on. Like, I know what is. Yeah. Like, you tell me things that you're obviously not going to throw out on a podcast. Like, yeah. Um, so I guess that was, like, I, I don't know, like. Like how much of your life do you share on the podcast? Is it a lot? Is it not a lot? Is this the no, most I you think, ever shared? I think this is the most I do ever people shared. People know you really well. 
No, and this is why we're doing this podcast. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know. I don't listen yeah. to podcasts, so I don't know. So that's why that's why I brought you on, and because so somebody to to one episode. Well, yeah, somebody asked the other day <laughs> if I would ever just get somebody to interview myself, and I was like, oh, I just get my wife to do it. I'm really good um, at it, so obviously. Yeah. So, but um, long story see. short, yeah, I'm I'm leaving cycling. Um, yeah, I'm trying I'm sailing. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm well, it's funny because I'm still going to be riding a bike. Um, yeah. To sail the boat, and I'll probably still race a little bit. Yeah. Probably dive into it if I can. Yeah. Um, not on the track really. Um, yeah. Probably probably do some crits and uh, probably won't even do that. Probably just do some time trials. I don't even know. Like. So all the knowledge that I have gained over the last 10 years of cycling. So like when we met, I couldn't even talk about bikes with you. All that knowledge that I've gained um, is absolutely useless now. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. It's funny because you might actually know some more knowledge than in cycling than some of the cyclers on the yacht. So that's fair. It's, it's. Now uh, we got to learn sailing. Now we got to learn sailing. And so. cheats and jibs, baby. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Main sheets and jibs. So it's more main sails and jib, jibs, but yeah, jib sheets, main sheets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but then again, we're all learning. It's no big deal. That's true. Um, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, so that's that's my life. And I think I think if you really wanted to, you could do the coffee question though. Okay, cool. That's what I was gonna say. You'll have to help me like make sure I get it right. Okay. John Croom. If you could have, wait, if you could have coffee with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? And how would you take your coffee? Did I do it right? Yeah. Um, well, this is, uh, this is a weird one. Okay. But I'd probably do my grandfather, Fred Berger. And the reason being is because he is an America's Cup watcher. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And so I didn't really know much about the America's Cup. And supposedly he was a big sail sailor. And so he was into sailing and he had his own boats and he sailed quite frequently mm-hmm. and um loved the America's Cup. And so he's part of the yacht club and whole thing. And so yeah, I would like to pretty much update him on my cycling career, how that went. Um, yeah, he'd probably be just as frustrated as me. And then I don't think so, dude. If you knew you, I mean, 10 years ago, if you knew you, like he knew you a long time ago, but, but he uh, would yeah. be, fr- but he would be frustrated. He'd on be behalf frustrated of you, with, sure. Yeah. On behalf of me so of how it ended. Proud of you, dude. Oh, absolutely. He'd be stoked, but, he'd be and, stoked. but then to see the transition from that to potentially like just even, just even having the opportunity to be in the boat for a day like he would be yeah he would just love to talk about that and so yeah we'd probably we'd probably talk about that we'd probably talk about what it's like to be in an ac75 and you know being with again with some of the best sailors in the world like i think uh that's that's an experience that i can't i can't even can't even explain so yeah yeah that's what I do. That's cool. How would you take your coffee? Is it is it setting based? Can we do it? Can we do it? Any kind of coffee you want. I think. Well, 
it's got to be it's based on the setting so where we're at um you mean like if you're in a coffee shop or if you're at home or if you're like no like literally like location like if if we're having a coffee at the house like if okay we're at my house Mm -hmm. probably just do americano good choice if we're like in europe Mm. or something Mm -hmm. i'd probably do like a cappuccino or a flat white Mm. what's a flat white Mm. that's gonna like coffee and vanjap so that's a crappy thing for the host to say but what's the difference in a flat white and a cappuccino or like a latte um it's milk ratio and then it's froth ratio on the flat white i'm pretty sure the flat white i'm not 100 percent on and maybe my aussie kiwi culture can chime in people love them that's why i I do like them i I do i do order them and i do enjoy them but i think it's a milk froth thing more yes, than sir. anything like it's so cappuccino latte is milk ratio like the amount of milk mm, and I it's see. also the amount of foam um but yeah it's a little less milk in a cappuccino i believe yeah um so but Dope. anyways well cool well that's it are you gonna close it out or do you I want me to close to, it out? but then i got scared so i don't know how to do it so you close it out <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you for t- you guys tuning in, uh, listening to my wife uh, ask me questions, and then listening to me vent. Um, if you're wondering why I did this, it's because we're taking a month off. I know it's a sad time. Uh, we're rebranding, redoing some things, taking a bit of rest. Um, we'll be back January 1. Um, so I guess it's more than a month. This is like, what, five, six weeks? Um, yeah, we're going to take some time to, to, to really refresh this podcast, get it up and running again. And, um, yeah, (laughs) if you haven't already, please make sure you go follow myself, uh, John C. Croom at Instagram and my wife who has just changed her (laughs) lower name to drunk bitches in the Springs, which is her food Instagram. Um, so, So be sure to go check her out. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and again, if if you're an athlete who's dealing with some hardships in the sport and uh, you just need somebody to chat to, don't hesitate to email me at info at John C. Kroom, or no, info at johncroomcycling.com. It's info at johncroomcycling.com. Um, definitely always down to chat. Or just DM me on Instagram. If I don't get back to you, then please, please email me. Um, that's going to be the best way for me to see it. So other than that, guys, we'll see you next time. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. And thanks for being huge supporters. And Casey, thank you so much for the interview. Cheers. Duh.